What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I am Dom with a great man, Sauce, and a special guest from Down Under, Dan Howcards. How are you going? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on, boys. Anytime. Saucy, you're excited about this one? I am excited, Dom. I am excited. As you know, uh, big Lakers fan on on this side of the chi- uh, on this side of the camera, and uh, Dan himself is a big Lakers fan because that's pretty much all he collects. If uh, you, you don't know his page, it's at Dan Howe Cards on IG. Um, go check it out. The link will be in the description. So uh, and just go check out all of the uh, amazing Kobe, um, not Kobe Lakers autos he's got. Uh, I'm not sure if he has any Kobe's. They, they might be out of his reach at this point, but l- let <laughs> us know, Dan, uh, because that's definitely surely on his list at some point. But um, welcome to the show, brother. How are we? Yeah, good, man. Good. Just, as I was saying before, just getting through the first couple of lockdown days for myself, so not much to do. So yeah, thanks for having me on and get me doing something. <laughs> anytime, anytime. We're very happy. Uh, we'll get started straight into it. Just how did you get into the hobby? Yeah, so I kind of got into it accidentally, I guess. So when I was younger and that, supporting like NRL teams and just wrestling as well. I was a big wrestling fan when I was younger. Just loved signed memorabilia and stuff like that. So um, I wanted to add something to my collection regarding Kobe a few years ago, and I bought an uh, autographed card of his. And um, the big reason why I bought a card was it pretty much guarantees that it's authentic. Like that was a big thing for me, the, them guaranteeing that it's authentic and that sort of stuff. So I bought um, a Kobe one and didn't even really know that the hobby was, I knew it was big in America and that, but didn't know it was as big as it is over here. And um, only in the past couple of years, I kind of started collecting a bit harder, adding to that collection. My original goal was to um, pretty much just collect one auto for each Lake of Great and that sort of stuff and just expand it from there. Um, but the past couple of years, I've been collecting pretty hard. So it's, getting quite big as people that know my channel have seen but yeah pretty much that's just how i got into the hobby and then started jumping into groups and that and knowing how big it really is and it's good to have other people help you out and help you pc out taggy and stuff and yeah it's a good little community i love it 100 it's so many like-minded individuals in 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 the hobby it's a great community to be in and especially the lakers you do clearly pc one of the most popular franchises in the sport so it's not going to go too far for someone to say, you know, I know someone that knows uh, someone or that has this car that you're looking for that is looking to sell it. So that's the thing as well, because you you do PC one of the, the best teams, potentially with some of the best players in the history of the sport. So it's easy to communicate, get your channels open, create relationships. And, you know, you've got a fellow Laker supporter here as much as uh, you can be, this great man can be very, uh, I don't know, I can't tolerate him sometimes when the Lakers are playing. 
Mate, yeah, common thing with Lakers fans. He tolerated me two seasons ago, mate, when we beat his Heat. I don't know how much he tolerated me uh, two seasons ago when we beat the Heat. He, he, look, he was, he was. I said yeah, the losing I, six. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very modest about it. I was very modest about it. I didn't expect us to lose the series. I'll, I'll be honest. No, nah, definitely not, yeah. mate. No, good year. <laughs> so good outside year. of the NBA, what else do you like to collect? Or is it just specific to uh, Los Angeles? So, yeah, at the moment with um, my PC, it's just LA. So I've been a massive Lakers supporter since I started following the sport when I was younger. So it's just them. When I originally started getting to the hobby, I didn't really know what I was going to collect. I had that Kobe one to start with, and I just started collecting sort of all-time greats. I had a Bill Russell one, had a Rodman Bulls one, just kind of that. But I thought it was just going to be too hard to just not narrow it down to something. So I narrowed it down to Lakers, which is also huge. But um, inside of collecting Lakers, you can like collect little things. I started collecting Kobe rookies um, in lockdown last year. Started collecting, like, you can collect Kareem, Magic, like all sorts of little PCs inside the big PC. And like, if you get heaps into it at the end of it, kind of like mine, it just looks crazy, which is good. But uh, like, I, as I said before, big wrestling fans, got heaps of like signed eight by tens of wrestlers and that. I haven't told many people this because it might be a deal breaker with friendships and that, but <laughs> yeah, just, just that. And um, I don't know, I've followed NRL. So I have lots of lot, lot Newcastle Knights signed memorabilia and that sort of stuff too, but yeah, pretty much just Lakers at the moment, man. I don't know. It changes all the time. So it just depends on my mood, I guess. <laughs> so why the Lakers? Is it because when you were younger, how did you fall in love with the sport? Yeah. Why the Lakers? Okay. Funny story. And no one ever believes this story of how I started following the Lakers. I didn't really know too much about the NBA when I was younger. I think like most of us, we start playing 2K and, and those games and that and just pick a team. Like I think that's most of the time or just – whatever kid at school's talking about specific team you kind of just i don't know he just picks one somehow anyway i had nba live 07 and my favorite player in the entire game was kwame brown i thought he was a point guard <laughs> i legit didn't know what position he played or anything i just always played with him and no one will ever believe that story but i'm sticking to it and that's how i got into the lakers i ended up looking yeah, them up you, no you got a kwame you got a kwame card you got a kwame oh mate the funny thing is i'm actually chasing one hard it's so hard it's harder than you think to find the kwame brown lakers auto man i had one um i was looking at one on us ebay like a couple of months ago i ended up going for something ridiculous like 100 bucks or something i'm not paying that much for him like <laughs> so oh, yeah. uh, He's it it all came about sure. when he when he when he when he was going off uh, with the when uh, people were t- talking trash about him on, on on national television. He's come out on his Instagram, sort of yeah, man. He's back, back, back hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was great. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, that is a great story. Like any other person would turn around and be like, "Oh yeah, I got in. I love the the Lakers because of Shaq. I love the Lakers because yeah, yeah. of Kobe." And Dan's turned around and gone. I'm <laughs> the polar opposite. Around. <laughs> I was That's devastated when I found out he was the centre because I don't know how the game worked, but every time I inbounded the ball, man, I used to just dribble up the court with him. And I realised how many turnovers I got was because yeah. he shouldn't have been doing that. But <laughs> well, it's the same. Yeah, he, was my, he was my guy, mate. I'm a Kobe Brown guy. <laughs> it's the same with me with the Heat. You know, I started watching the Heat and I go, "Oh, Juwan Howard, he's my favourite player ever." Yeah, so, you know, for sure. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mine was because of Shaq. I can't yeah. lie on that one. I said that too many times. 
Javi was honestly, a close second. <laughs> oh, yeah, bloody oath. Juwan Howard, what a beast. And then we got Eric Dampier. Sauce <laughs> remembers those days in high school. Guns, I was just like, Eric Dampier. Sauce would just shake his head. Like, oh, what are mate. you talking about? You are a lemon dog. Uh, <laughs> tell us some crazy <laughs> stories in the hobby that you've experienced. Yeah, I, I don't have too many big ones really, but um, I just want, I, like, as I said, I didn't really know there was a big community in Australia. I used to just go into eBay and buy cards, and just, I thought I was just like just doing it on my own sort of thing, and knew it was big in the States. But um, I bought a card off someone on eBay, and he told me to um, to look at his Instagram, and I'm like, okay, so I copped on the Instagram, and I looked at his account. He, crazy collection and you just see like some of the people that like his post and just as you do just jump onto there and just like realized how big the hobby kind of was i didn't even know it really existed like two years ago to be honest and yeah um you start networking with people i guess and as you said before they help you out like lakers is a pretty easy team to pc and players in the lakers pretty easy to pc so you just start talking to people and i don't know like some of my closest mates are from the hobby believe it or not like I talk to them more than my actual mates most of the time, just on Facebook and Instagram and that. So I don't have anything crazy, but they're still your mates. They're still all. your mates. They're, they're new mates now. <laughs> mate. You've expanded your friendship group, mate. That's it. Don't mate. Worry I've about gone that. from one to like three over two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sauce and I only it's, had it's, each other. So <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's it. It was just me. It's just me and Domo until we we joined the hobby, and then uh, ne- now we've we've got a uh, you know uh, a thousand followers, and we all consider them as part yeah, of the double coverage sure, family. Hundred percent. You you end up like just speaking about cards, speaking about you know NBA or whatever it might be, you know, in the DMs with people, um, and like the conversations can go on and on and on and on, and like, um, it's great. It's great to just be able to have people who are just interested in the same things that you like um yeah, and you, sure, man. You, you talk about you talk about you know uh, these things and it, it's also good to to have something to talk about and get away from some of the uh you know the issues that are going on in the world whether you know it irks you or doesn't irrit you it doesn't matter you can just talk about cardboard you can talk about you know sport and um like forget about that sort of stuff for for that time that period and it gives you a bit of an out Gives you a bit now, so um, yeah. Few, Look, few it's, it's, it's been brilliant. Well that can attest to that. So, which is good, and just a hello to Lukey and to Ziggy. So, Ziggy's jumped in. Good to have him in watching this. And Lukey, he said, like our pre-pods, and he goes off the <laughs> grid where it's all over the joint, which is true. Like, and that's the thing: the community is something that's awesome. And the, I think the next step for everyone in Australia that is is the point where we can actually go to the States or even just meeting the people in our own state because obviously with lockdowns and whatnot, we actually haven't had that opportunity to have full-on shows. Were you able to get to the Hobby Hangout, Dan? No, so I wasn't able to get to the Sydney one. Um, devastated. I wasn't outside of like this and that. I coach basketball as well, so most of the time weekends and, and stuff are taken up with that. So that was the reason I missed that. But I'd love to get to one and put some um, – some faces to names, I guess, and just chat about it in person, just network with people. Like that's kind of what I like about it. Is just yeah, as you said, like with your own mates and people that you know, it's kind of hard to just talk about cards like when no one else really. It's hard that you like, to tell them that you spend yeah. four hundred dollars on a piece of cardboard. Oh, that's isn't the it? hardest part of it as well. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's good to actually chat to people going through the same pains as you, I guess. <laughs> 
legit. That is definitely <laughs> a commonality between people in the hobby compared to someone that might not be interested in in cards. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But that's the thing. That that's why it is called a hobby. Some people have made it their full time job. Some people have yeah. done it, done that. Whether it's through a podcast or buying and selling and flipping cards or investments, they've made it their full time job. And honestly, all the best to them as well. But it is a hobby, and you know, people collect all different things. There's, yeah, you know, sure, what I mean, people can uh, collect antique furniture, like little tables yeah. and stuff. I have no interest in that, but it's just like, okay, that's what you do. That's fair enough. It's just, I think it's opened everyone's eyes a bit. And a lot of people that felt a bit uncomfortable that used to collect cards, we'll say five, 10 years ago, feel so much more comfortable now because, you know, you know what it's like. It's that stigma that it's like, oh, it's a nerd's thing. But now it's become cool, as people would yeah. say. And it's like, oh, you collect this. Oh, have you got this auto? Have you got that auto? And it's like, oh, I don't yet. Oh, I'd be sick if you got that in your collection type of thing. And they actually become invested in your collection based on when they see it in person, people's mentality change completely, especially if they're big NBA fans. You might have had this situation, Source might have, I might have. I know I have with some of my mates. They've seen some of my cards and gone, oh, shit, you can actually get that. That's so cool. It's like they go for Boston and they go for uh, LA and that's the whole thing. When you see it in person, it is a piece of memorabilia, as you said, Dan, like whether it's a jersey or a signed basketball or a signed card, it's memorabilia. It's been touched, signed, whatever, by that legend, yeah. legendary player. So I think that's, that's what, yeah, the part of the hobby I like the most is like you kind of, I'm not connecting with athletes, I guess, but like it's part of history, like to me anyway. Like if I've got like a signed Magic Johnson card, like that's hectic, man. Like that's what I love about it, like, as close as you can get to the athletes without meeting them, I guess. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. And we know how tough it is to, to meet a oh, mate, athlete it's an absolute nightmare at the moment, that's for sure. <laughs> mate, the closest I've ever been to an NBA player was Matt Barnes. So, hey, and I'll take that. <laughs> Legend, take, mate. Laker player. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. He's a good fella, Matt Barnes. Yeah. I mean, uh, try All to the smoke podcast, dead on it. All the smoke. I tried to meet Chris Paul out of it, but that didn't go well. That didn't go down. <laughs> so, oh well, shit happens. But you know, yeah, man. you gave time a day, and some some of these people, they're just normal people. In the end of the day, they just got a status to them because they play yeah. an elite sport. So, all right, raw graded or both? Yeah. Um, so for me, probably raw at the moment, just because it's cheaper, I guess. Like as a person that just collects raw, to me, it's cheaper. But the more I collect in that, the more I kind of want graded, like upgraded sort of stuff. Like I've got heaps of Kobe rookies, none of them are graded. I've like got ideas to sell them and buy graded ones or maybe go down the route of grading. At the moment, it's kind of hard, as you know, like the submissions are crazy. Like you can be waiting up to a year for it. So, like, probably if I was to go graded, I'd be buying slabs off other people, probably not grading myself. But it's one of the reasons is also I'm too scared to grade my own cards. Like, I don't know, I might look at them and think they look all right and send it away and it comes back like a Kobe rookie comes back, I don't know, a PSA 4 or something. And then it's just like, ah, should have just sold that raw and upgraded. So, yeah, not too sure, man. I, I bought a Magic Johnson graded card the other day and I reckon it's hectic, so... I don't know. It's pretty, probably it's towards the future. Yeah. It's pretty sick. If you don't mind, would, are we able to bring it up on the... Oh, the go card? for it. Yeah. Definitely can. Uh, here it is. I'm assuming this is the card. Yeah, that's the one, mate. It's the only graded card you'll find on the, on the whole page. Yeah. Um, 
got that um, couple of weeks ago off someone I um, started networking sort of in Raz groups and that. Like, he tried the Raz this off and it didn't end up going. I'm like, just reached out to him, like, mate, would you just, well, how much would you do for it? Just sell it to me and ended up getting it off him. And it's kind of extra special because it's the first year of Flawless as well. So 2012-13 was the first year of Flawless. I reckon this card in the future has got potential to go nuts. Um, is you've seen how much Magic Johnson all those and stuff are going for at the moment. So it's a good one to get now, I guess, and hold for the future. And I never like think about selling my NPC, but in the future I probably will and try and save up for stuff like, as you said before, Kobe all those and stuff that are out of the reach now. The only way you can kind of fund that is through what you've got, I guess. Yeah, and then that, that's, an, that's an, the, one of the things about the hobby. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. If, if you are in the hobby and you just got like, you're just a millionaire and whatever, you can go out there and buy whatever the hell you want. But when you're just, you're a collector uh, like most of us, you don't, at some point you want you want to be buying cards that you think have potential. And then in the future, if you're looking to to upgrade, whether it might be, it will be whether it might be selling, you know, a certain amount, so 50% is funded from other cards that you've sold, then you bring in another 50% of funds that you've got or, you know, 70-30 or you sell a whole bunch of stuff so you can pay for the whole thing uh, from from cards that you had previously bought. You know, like it, I think that's what makes the hobby fun as well is you can use those cards as an asset to upgrade to bigger and better cards or another card that you might want or prefer. And look, it, it's all part of the hobby. So like, you know, in my opinion, like no card is meant to be like in a collection to be kept forever. Um, like there's always, there can always be a point where a card can be sold or you can sell a card. Um, you know, some people like enjoying cards for, for a year or two and then they go, you know what, like I, I want to upgrade to a better card or I want to, you know, use this card to fund another purchase, use this card to freaking buy a car. Who knows? It might've gone up and they need a new car. You know, it is what it is, right? But that's what makes it so cards so so awesome is that they give you that flexibility. So yeah, look, it's 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 good to hear that you know there's people like people they don't think of it's like oh this is in my PC and and this is not going anywhere forever and ever and ever. Like like it's, if you think about it like that, you must just have a lot of money, right? So like. Yeah. You know, for the average collector, that's not the case. So you, you have to move some of these cards to fund some some bigger purchases. And that's like me. Like, you know, I've always said to Doma, if the right Kobe auto comes up, I would sell pretty much everything that I've got to fund it to get that auto, right? And I wouldn't even I wouldn't even blink an eye. I would not even blink an eye. All the, the Brom rookies I got, the Kobe, you know, rookies that I've got graded, see ya, gone, right? And I, to buy that one Kobe auto, and I wouldn't even blink an eye. So that's the way I think about it. And I think a lot of people have that so I, that thought. Um, and it's good. It's a good way to think about it. There is a yeah, few sure. people. Sorry, just a few people just in the chat. If you do want to ask questions to Dan, uh, definitely put them in there. We will get around to them at some stage. We just get this little comment up from Liam. Uh, he said, it's a little known secret that Dan's on a mission to earn every magic auto in the country. <laughs> oh, mate, that mission's changed very quickly. The more I spend, that's for sure. <laughs> you, do, but, you, have yeah. some, you have some crazy, like, I say crazy cards because I didn't know, like, some of them existed out there. Uh, whether it's when you're looking at a checklist, you don't really stop and look at this player because I might not be interested in collecting him. So you don't look at the team that that player is affiliated with. But some of the guys that you have, uh, this in particular, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I think I might know where this is going. 
Carl Malone, yeah. Lakers Auto. A lot of people that collect these days that are probably our age, some are a bit younger than us, uh, might not even know that Carl Malone played for the Lakers. And if it wasn't for his injury, they potentially could have won the title. They would have won three straight. Uh, that was in 2000, I'm pretty sure. It was That that was the season. 99-2000, I'm pretty sure, that season. He got injured. He came back. He was underdone. Um, but the team literally had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. A lot of people didn't even know that Gary Payton, Carl Malone were on that Lakers side. So I just, I don't know. That, that card there, when I was going through your page, I'm like, that's not Carl Malone. Get out of here. No chance. Like, you got so many, so many guys on here. Jody Meeks and Tyron Lue and Dennis Rodman, Michael Cooper, Robert Ory. You can go on for, forever and ever and ever. So it's a fantastic collection. Kareem, uh, you've got a Vladi Divac on here. Cornerstones, which is very, oh no, sorry, Grand Reserve. Which is very nice. Where do you find all these? Is it just all in the groups? <laughs> yeah, so um, most of them, like, I'm always hunting on eBay. So just all like, um, like my collection, like I'll go for the big guys like Magic Kareem, like Shaq, but I also like making it very well-rounded overall Lakers PC. And the most obscure ones are the ones I'm most of the time after, like a Carmelona or a Dennis Rodman or those sort of players like Glenn Rice, any of those sort of guys that are like superstar players. But as you said, many people wouldn't know that they actually played for the Lakers. And I think that what that's what makes it kind of cool about them. But that Carl Malone one, for example, um, it just popped up on one of the groups like a few weeks ago. And I've got another one that's a Prism um, sticker auto, but obviously I'm a more of an on-card sort of guy. I like on-card autos a bit better than stickers, but just whatever your preference is. It's not right or wrong, but that popped up and I need to have that one. So I so, um, I won a Brandon Ingram um, auto in a Raz that day. It was a pretty good one. It was an RPA and I'm like, yeah, that, see ya. <laughs> Going to get the Carmelone one. So, yeah. That's a ripper. Uh, Luke, you wanted to ask, uh, do you collect only NBA? So he, Dan did mention that before. He does. He's uh, he got some uh, wrestling memorabilia in there. Who's your favorite wrestler? That's That's the question. Okay. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> favourite wrestler is, is oh, I would say Kurt Angle. I, I liked Kurt Angle as a heel when yeah when he was when when I started watching wrestling, he was like yeah that he was um <laughs> he was at the top. I think it was when he won the world championship. I forget what it was. I think he got vacated or something, and he he um joined the battle royal or something and won. And he had a feud with Mark Henry and that. I just frothed him. Eh? I thought he was the best. And when I learned that he was like an Olympic gold medalist as well, so outside of that, he was also a very elite athlete before this. I just loved him. and I just loved his work. When he went to 10A, I thought he was hectic as well. So, um, yeah, Kurt Angle. But I, I reckon Undertaker would be very close as well, yeah. They were the glory days. That was that was when wrestling was the bomb. And, and, and look, yeah, from 100%. all reports I heard, you know, with the, the expansion of all the different varieties there getting a lot uh, more back to the better storylines uh and how it how it used to be which which was amazing but uh you know for me it's it's the rock and uh every time i think of wrestling and think of the rock i uh i beat myself because uh i was looking at his uh rocky malavia rookie card when it was worth absolutely nothing mate absolutely nothing compared to what they're going for now and uh i didn't uh jump on the uh, thinking surely people don't collect uh, wrestling cards and boy oh boy was I freaking wrong uh, so I'll, I'll, uh, that, that's one lesson I learned that is never 
never doubt that people want to collect this. Like, just never doubt it. You know, if, if you think there's that you would collect it, there's other people out there that would collect it. So that's the, my mentality now. And that's, you know, something that I've uh, taken upon and learned a lesson from my past mistake, which was not buying the Malavia, Rocky Malavia uh, rookie card. If, if you know what it is in his blue trunks, he's got the yellow border. Um, so yeah, look, re- wrestling, it, it's a, it's, it's massive. It's massive. There is a huge uh, collector base out there, especially for cards. I'm not sure if you open any of the, the new tops, stuff that gets bought out i'm not i'm not sure if you if you dive into any of that sort of stuff but um it's massive and people love it yeah for sure. no, i haven't dove into that yet um the the wrestling cards are this um part of the hobby but yeah i i, I probably don't watch it as much as i used to um just because of work and stuff like that but i always keep up to what's going on like i follow the, the facebook pages and that sort of stuff and yeah it's um it's huge man as you said like it's it's got a huge following um i'm pretty sure like at one stage or another most people ended up watching it when they were younger and that some of them just stick with it and as you said like if there's someone out there like me who collects it there's probably i'm not probably not the only one so yeah there's a big following in all sorts of stuff in the hobby which is good yeah 100 kurt angle had one of the most underrated songs ever oh man it's just that tune was amazing <laughs> i know that they put the you suck to it but it was just amazing it was so yeah, good. Sure. All right. Let's talk some Lakers. Let's get in here. We've got the two Laker heads in here with the Miami guy, you know, and I'm just going to start it off. You know, you got Westbrook. You got, I don't even know who else you got. Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore. You signed everyone, Camelo Anthony. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if you know, but Saucy said a few things during the bubble last year. And I just, I just want to point out to both of you, all right, as hard as this might sound, yeah. Sauce, you said, like, this guy is terrible at shooting threes. Westbrook, this is. He can, he only shoots threes at a 21% clip. Now, I just want to point it out there, boys, that this guy is now playing in your basketball team. So I don't know if you're happy with the 21% clip from three-point range. You know, he, at one season, he shot 18%. That's how poor it was. So I just want your, your thoughts <laughs> on your acquisitions and how you reckon you're going to go. <laughs> Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, go. For I'll, it, I'll go let for you it. go first, mate. I'll let you. Yeah. Go first. All right. So I'll come out. If anyone that knows me knows how much I dislike Russell Westbrook. So before this, before this even went down, there was rumors and stuff. As most of the time, there's rumors. No matter who it is, like everyone is linked to the Lakers. If they're like on the trade block or if they're a free agent, everyone's linked to the Lakers. And I said, there's no way this is going to happen because. Westbrook is pretty much, in my opinion, he's a lot like LeBron as far as he's very ball dominant. He He's not like a catch-and-shoot sort of dude from outside the perimeter, so he doesn't help space the court, I guess, when you've got those three guys on the court. I just thought that wasn't going to happen. And when it happened, as I was saying before we went on, on live, I, I, I'm trying to convince myself it might work. I've heard lots of different opinions from other people, and I think it... There's a chance, but I don't. I don't really know. I don't know how to fit. It. Like he's a Laker now. I'm gonna have to sort of like him, but just gonna have to wait and see. I guess. I think um, the other free agent acquisitions we made with Wayne Ellington, Mello, Baysmore, they're gonna kind of help out. Like they're gonna have some sort of spacing, but obviously when it comes down to the big moments in the game, you're gonna have Westbrook, LeBron, and AD all on the court. So just gonna have to be wait and see. I guess. I, I don't think anyone really knows how it's gonna go, but. As Lakers fans, we're going to try and convince each other that it's going to work. (laughs) 
yeah, look, uh, I'm of that opinion, and I've, I've, I've had some harsh words to say about Russell Westbrook on this show in the past, uh, and I might just have to refrain some of those uh, harsh words in the future going forward until until I see how how it all sort of pans out. But um, look, there's one good thing, oh, and this is one thing that that I'm happy about getting Russell Westbrook is the guy just stays fit, like he, he barely gets injured. He and in in terms of if you talk about Mamba mentality, he's got it right. Like he, he works harder than anyone. You know when he walked into that Washington franchise, even though he didn't want to be there, he didn't pull a James Harden and sook it up. He didn't you know sook. Oh, I don't want to be here and you know go out to strip clubs and uh, come up turn up overweight. He he was in there earlier than everyone. Showed the young guys how it needs to be done if you want to be an elite player in this league, right and. I, you know, only having that sort of mentality around the guys there, I think it's only going to help. So, and the fact that he doesn't get injured that often and you've got, you know, look, LeBron last year was a bit, you know, unfortunate, um, but AD, he's a, he's pretty much a glass tower. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with him. He could, you know, do something at any point. So having a guy there who's consistently fit, uh, it, it's going to help us, but, as you said, it's going to be interesting in the in those big moments, uh, late in games, how it goes down. I feel, I feel this. This is my opinion. If LeBron James is able to get Westbrook and this team to the finals and win a championship, this will be LeBron's greatest ever championship because Westbrook in the playoffs becomes a, a you know a shell of himself and a three point shooter he shoots around 30% during the regular season it goes down to something ridiculous like it goes down to like 20% he just if he, he just can't shoot at all so we'll see we'll see how it pans out but um look i'll tell you what in my opinion we should Definitely be making the conference finals. Minimum, minimum with that team. Like there's so much talent there. Uh, it would be disappointing if we don't even like don't get to the conference finals. Yeah, I think I think just the fact that we have those players on our team means that that has to be the case. It's just obviously going to we're going to have to. It's going to take some time. Like the start of the season, I reckon, is going to be very slow. Um, we're going to lose some games. Um, it's just going to be. Yeah, see how they gel together and if they can work it out. And as you said, if if um Westbrook gets a championship with the Lakers, it'd just be a huge thing for his career. It would it would go from borderline the Hall of Famer to arguably one of the top point guards of all time. I reckon with just the stuff he's done stat wise and regular season, the only thing that's really stopping him, that conversation from happening is this postseason. So it'd be huge, that's for sure. It's going to be interesting. The age, I think, uh, it's just how their bodies hold up. That's that's the only yeah. my concern, honestly. Uh, to be honest, I'll I'll tease you you both throughout the season, but I'll be honest with you. Mid ranges win you titles and defense. In the end of the day, you know threes yet, but I go look at the finals that just passed and. There wasn't really many threes. The defense changes completely. And I know there's going to be rule changes going into next season in terms of like uh, how fouls are officiated. A young rule change, I call it. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot still to play out. If you, I, I, I just don't know. I just think LeBron, 
I don't want to make it all about LeBron, but I know everyone's going to bag him and say it's just another super team and all this stuff. And, and that's fine. They can say that. It's just for the fact of all this talent really wasn't there back in – well, it was in Jordan's day. They just – well, they couldn't beat him. They weren't as, as good, in my opinion. But besides the point, I go look at that Boston Celtics team in the 80s and you're telling me that team's not stacked. Yeah, and Lakers. How's that not a super team? With you look Kareem. at the Lakers with Kareem and Worthy and Magic and Magic, like Bob McAdoo just, and all these players yeah. off the bench. Yeah, people just make up stories just to piss off LeBron. Like that, literally. That's yeah. that's what they do. But the, the thing is about that Westbrook theory, like you said, Sauce. If you can win him a title, it's pretty impressive. But I go look at the other side of the spectrum too, um, outside of Miami. Because I know he joined Wade and Wade had already won a title and stuff like that. And Bosch didn't have one, so I'm not going to count Bosch in there. But I go look at um, Cleveland and I look at the Lakers and I look at Kyrie Irving. I look at Anthony Davis and I'll look at Westbrook for this season, yeah, as well. But the one thing that those three players all have in common, pre-LeBron and post-LeBron. So pre-LeBron. Kyrie Irving was shit house. Couldn't even make it to the playoffs. His team was terrible. LeBron comes there, they win a title. Post LeBron, he's done nothing in the finals. He's been shit. Like he went to Boston, he got booted out, mate. Like his team was stacked. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. People forget about all this stuff with Kyrie Irving. Then I go look at Anthony Davis. Done absolutely nothing pre LeBron in the playoffs. We'll get there, capitulate. Always injured. Teams up with LeBron. He's injured. LeBron says, suck it up, buddy. You'll be all right. They'll win a title. So the trend could continue for Westbrook. I kind of hope so because as much as we do give him shit, uh, he's probably one of the most exciting players to watch. He's there every night. You know, he does a lot for the fans. A lot of people don't see that. Yeah, they just go, he puts up bricks. Well, he does some nights, but most times he's out there playing 110%. Doesn't take nights off. Wants to be there all the time. I respect him for that. I really do. So massive respect to him. But hopefully we'll see what happens. Anyway, you'll you play the Heat in the finals and you'll lose anyway this time around. We've got Carl <laughs> Lowry. Carl Lowry. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens, boys. Uh, back onto cards, Dan. Before we do finish up, if there's any questions, please shoot them through now. But what's your favorite card in your PC? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say the Kobe, the Kobe all day. That first card I ever bought, and I'm killing myself at the time when I, I spent three hundred dollars on the Kobe Bryant all day. I was thinking, what the heck am I doing, spending three hundred dollars on a card right now? I wish I could go back five years and buy another twenty. <laughs> so, Is this the one here, uh, Innovation? Yeah, man, that's the one. It's actually a stick card, eh? So that's nice. That's I'm, yeah. I'm, that's I'm the I'm only jealous, Kobe order I've got. Yeah. I wish I had a few more, but as as I was saying, there's probably going to be a point in time where I'm going to flip his rookies or flip other autos, all those magic ones I have, and and try and buy a couple more of Kobe ones. But just going to wait it out. I think I, I really don't see his autos going too much more crazy. Like if anything, I think they might slowly drop off a little bit. So I'm going to going to wait and see if they if they do. Fantastic! I'll flip some stuff, get another one. If they don't, then my bad. I'll just stick with what I got. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you've got yeah. a really nice collection. 
as well. So it's, un- it's unfortunate this this you know the situation. Uh, uh, rest yeah. in peace, his soul, Kobe Bryant. Um, but it was it was just it was just bananas, and you know I think a lot of people would have had you know that were maybe got into the hobby or whatever they would have the same train of thought because that you know at the time when 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 around about 2019 around there there was announcements he just signed a 10 year deal with Panini, uh, you know signing for the next 10 years you're like oh this is brilliant going to be able to collect so many kobe bryant autos you know you could buy sticker autos for 100 bucks 150 bucks you could buy some on-card stuff for 300 bucks 400 bucks 500 bucks you know good stuff right um you know numbered flawless stuff for you know as low as six six hundred seven seven fifty maybe a thousand dollars maybe uh, you know, those numbered flawless stuff are now like, you know, six, seven thousand. The the sticker autos are fifteen hundred. Um, you know, it's like very rare you find a Kobe auto for under a thousand dollars now. Like very rare. Whereas, you know, previously they, they were everywhere. Uh they were everywhere. And he was he was one of the one of their main signings. And it's just unfortunate, uh, obviously, what happened with his passing and, and that whole situation that, you know, seeing that 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 um the demand for, for, for Kobe Bryant um, afterwards. So look, as I said, this is where it comes in, c- comes in handy that if you've got other cards in your collection and you have the opportunity to buy a, uh, one of those cards, uh, like a Kobe Bryant card, sell your other cards, get one and uh, lock it away because uh, yeah, there, there won't be any more getting signed. That's, that's that's a given. So uh, that's definitely a collector's piece and, and one that, you, you know, you hold on to, especially as a Lakers fan. You just, you know, and for me, Kobe Bryant's the reason why I pretty much started playing basketball. I used to play, uh, um, you know, 1999 uh, NBA on PlayStation 1, right? PlayStation 1, I remember. And I used to just play as the Lakers, and me and me and my mate we used to play, and there used to be an option where you could play as one player, and he'd all, and he'd you know I'd play as Kobe, he'd play as Shaq, and we'd just like dominate everyone, you know, like just playing against the computer and just dominating, and you know that's where it all started for me. So and then from there, like I just started supporting uh, the Lakers, um, and then you know it just it just grew from there, and just been a Lakers fanboy since probably since since two thousand pretty much. Um, so yeah, look. Uh, awesome, awesome piece, man. Props on that on that one, bro. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, it's good. I'm very, very thankful that I got, uh, like, due to all the circumstances that happened, that I was able to get one. So there's lots of people that I know that would kill for it. So, yeah, very lucky and stoked that I got it. It's my first one, yeah. I like it. Very nice. Uh, last one, underrated card or set in the hobby. It could be a yeah, this- card, it could be anything, yeah. I had to think about this one. Um, I don't know. Underrated set. I like underrated to me. I really like impeccable. I think that's a, a crazy set. I, I love court Kings. Um, court Kings is a sick set too, but I, I look at impeccable as a higher end sort of version of court Kings. And I, I've got heaps of impeccable of those. Um, it's probably my favorite set. I, so I'll go that lots of people disagree. People think some people think it's overpriced and that, but it's just personal preference. I, I really like that one. So I would go with that. Definitely. This year's Impeccables. I agree. I agree. I reckon this year's Impeccable is one of the best products uh, thus far since it hit the market. You know, people, you know, I look, I look at like, you know, look just for example, right? Like I'm, I'm picking up a few uh, Patrick Williams uh, uh, cards and, you know, I've, I've gone the route of like, you know, I'm looking at his numbered prism stuff and then an on-card auto numbered from Impeccable. 
And I'm going, why the hell are people paying more for this numbered variant out of Prism than an impeccable card that looks so awesome and has an on-card auto on it? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And and then and for that reason, I was like, you know, I was so drawn to those brush stroke, uh, brush stroke sort of uh, patterns that they've got on this year's impeccable. And then, you know, looking back at um, some other impeccable sets, that it, it is such a, a beautiful set. But I think this year's one is like one of the best ones that they've done out of out of all of that they've put out over the years. So uh, I I'm all on board impeccable train, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, this the the sort of paint strokes in the background of these ones are look hectic, eh? And the team colours as well. I've got a I snagged the Gail Goodrich one for like twenty bucks the other day and I'm over the moon like a kid on Christmas, mate. <laughs> I gotta put it up. I'll put it up. It's on here. Let's put it up. Yeah, I think it's the most recent one I put up. Yeah. Bang. Oh, they just look well, that, sick. Yeah, and how's that auto? How's that auto yeah. though? You know, you know, you you want that or you want a Cam Reddish uh, line auto? Hundred <laughs> percent, mate. I reckon the old school guys, their autos, absolutely crap on the new the new guys. But I was I was having a joke to someone the other day about it. Someone commented on one of the posts I put up in the Cherry Group saying how much better Kareem's auto is like compared to like other people now. I'm like. People these days don't even need to write, mate. They're all typing on their social media and that, so it's, it's probably just their error. <laughs> but, yeah, Shit. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I get, honestly, impeccable product of the year so far for basketball. Product of the year, yeah. hands down. Like Anyone can refute that. That's fine. But hands down, it is being the product of the year. I don't know if there's a Panini one-on-one scheduled to be released. I know that was Saucy's uh, 2020 product of the year for him, uh, for Panini. Uh, and it was a lovely product. Uh, I'm not going to lie on that. But definitely so far this year, 2021, we are just over halfway through the year and impeccable, hands down, the best product uh, for the NBA. The, those Troyants are silver cards and stuff that you can get out of them too are hectic. So I haven't actually got one of them yet, but would love to add one of them eventually. Cards I'll crazy. tell you what I'm looking at right here, right now. It's a 2021 impeccable basketball Magic Johnson Auto oh, one no. of one. It's up on no. eBay at the moment. It's Dan's up on got eBay it. at the moment. 800 bucks. No one's had a bid on it. Oh boy, boy. Dan, this is Dan's dangerous. got it. Don't worry, mate. He's going to smash. This is that. dangerous. You've got no it's chance. One of it. one. It's very dangerous, mate. That 800 is going to go up to 801 after this podcast. <laughs> 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 I can't believe no one's bit It's 20 hours left, Is mate. it no Australian or US? Nah, it's, in, it's US. It's US. So yeah. that's, that's you know, it's a bit, but I mean, it's a one of one. So, 100%. and it's, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. Go go have a look at it, mate. Definitely go have a look at it. I'll add it to the watch list. I, I'm, I'm not in the market for that <laughs> for that at the moment, so I'm not going to be... Uh, uh, no, nah, I don't think be, I am uh, either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> not after the big other magic pickup you've picked up. The, yeah, the big I'm, okay. I'm recovering, mate, and recovering for the next couple of weeks, I reckon. <laughs> I love it. I love it, boys. I love it. What a product. What an absolute product. All right, gents. Thank you very much, Dan, for joining us. We really do appreciate it, uh, giving up your time, chatting hoops, Lakers. Uh, well, Source and I wish you all the best, and Source definitely is uh, riding a lot on this season because he does a podcast with me, so it's unfortunate if you don't do well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. We appreciate your time. So, Cheers, brother. Thanks for having me on, boys. Really appreciate you reaching out. So thanks for that. Catch us later. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. It's another great Australian uh, collector, and we're going to try and get more and more on, as well as our friends over in the States and 
over anywhere around the world. So thank you again. Uh, it's been myself with the great man source and Dan, which is at Dan how cards. We'll put all his uh, info in the bio. Keep living, loving and breathing sport. It's double coverage. Peace. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple podcasting app. Also follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking all spots. Double curve.